Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, along with my main man. That would be JC John Coleman. So, Coleman, here we are, week six of the Rona shutdown. Uh, ish, ish, depending on what part of the country or the world you're tuned in listening uh, from. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, here in Florida about six weeks. Uh, our governor is going to notify us uh, by the end of the week whether or not we can start um, gradually reintroducing ourselves to society or whether or not we need to stay home. Yep. Obviously, uh, you and I don't do the best of jobs because we do come in here at least once, if not twice a week. Uh, but we do a good job of making sure that we're isolated from everyone else and we're staying five or six feet away from each other. All right. So all good. I was trying to think of a topic for today, right? Cause we, you know, our whole schedule has kind of been flipped upside down. Special guests can't travel in or they're wanting to stay, stay home, which we totally understand. And driving in, I was just thinking we should just do a whole entire episode on like what not to do to suck, right? Okay. Like like how not to suck at business. Okay. Because I think ultimately it's pretty easy. And I was having this conversation with a good buddy of mine, JJ, who um, was venting uh, industry that he is in. He's having a hard time with suppliers. He's having a hard time with um, contractors and vendors. And for the most part, it's things that people can control like being on time, like doing what they say they're going to do okay. in the time frame that they're going to do it and communicating effectively. And he's like frustrated, um, like beyond belief. And I was just explaining to him, well, the, the good news is, is, uh, you know, it's because of situations like that or experiences like that, that he's in the position he is in from a career standpoint, because uh, he has found out how or he's discovered how to master certain aspects of business that has allowed him to achieve elite status. And now he is recognizing why, uh, why others haven't had a chance to achieve that same elite status. Okay. All right. So I'm thinking like top 10, okay. hopefully top 10. Okay. Um, none of this is slated. None of this is scripted, but I have a general idea of, of where I want to go with it. Okay. So first and foremost, top 10 things not to do to, to suck in business, right? Don't be an asshole. Number one, can you do that? I can sometimes do that. Sometimes. Okay. Um, thanks for being honest. But for the most part, can you not be an asshole? Can you just treat others the way they want to be treated? Absolutely. Now, if you notice, I said treat others the way that they want to be treated. I did. I thought that you messed up. No, I did not mess up. No, no. That, that right there, that's the platinum rule. Most of us learned the golden rule. Treat others the way that we want to be treated. The platinum rules treat others the way that they want to be treated. And the way that you find out how they want to be treated is you, you do start with the golden rule, but then you take it one step further and you ask that person how they like to be treated, right? Or maybe you do a little bit of research on them to get an idea of who they are, where they come from, their background. Can you think of two easy places to go for in today's day and age to get research or the scoop on... Um, a prospective client or someone that you're doing business with? Not the yellow pages. Nope. I'm going to think Facebooks. Facebook? Yep. The book of faces also known as Facebook brought to you by the one and only Mark Zuckerberg uh, at all. And 
I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe a LinkedIn profile. And LinkedIn. Yep. Yep. So um, there you go. Don't be an asshole. Right. Treat others the way that they want to be treated. Um, find out how they want to be treated by either a asking them or doing some background research, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. All right. Um, the next two. Pick up your phone. Period. End of story. Pick it up. It rings. You pick it up. It rings. You pick it up. Now, if it rings right now, I don't pick it up because I am engaged with you creating this podcast. But any other task I may be doing, especially if it's paperwork, I'm going to pick up my phone, especially because I'm in sales and I'm talking more to sales professionals. If you can't pick up your phone incessantly, get back to people. And do you know what I mean by incessantly? Like, yeah, like you have one hour in my, in my book of business. If John Coleman calls Dustin Owen, especially during the work week and during normal business hours, and I can't get to my phone, I have one hour to pick up the phone to, to reply to him. Now that may very well be, Hey John, I appreciate you giving me a call. Hey, I am booked solid, but when's a better time for me to call you back? 4.30 or 5.30, right? Give you two times, but I need to call you back. I can't be like, oh, I'm so busy and four or five hours pass, yeah. right? So pick up the phone when it rings and return phone calls incessantly. Okay. That's else. All right, sorry, we're at three. Yep. I promised you 10. Okay. All right, um, be worldly. Worldly. Be worldly. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Know what the hell's going on. Be worldly. And being worldly could be things like understanding pop culture, knowing what's going on in, in sports. Um, and how do you do that? Well, you do it A, by being social, but B, like tune into podcasts like this one. But other podcasts that I like to listen to, Freakonomics is a good one. Joe Rogan's podcast is a good one because Freakonomics will give you more worldly events. Rogan's more pop culture but he'll introduce you to characters that you otherwise wouldn't have been introduced to, right? On, on my end, I was introduced to Bernie Sanders through Joe Rogan, and I was introduced uh, to Dan Crenshaw by Joe Rogan. So Dan Crenshaw's um, a congressman out of Texas. I believe it's the second district in Texas, uh, ex-Navy SEAL, war hero. Um, and then obviously, I think everyone in the world knows of Bernie Sanders, and although I knew of Bernie Sanders, I'd never listened to Bernie Sanders speak, especially not at an hour to two hour clip. Um, so be worldly, know what's going on, right? Don't, if you're not into sports, it doesn't mean that you don't tune out what's going on in the sports world because you need and want topics of conversation. You want to find an ability to connect with somebody. Well, the more in tune you are to your surroundings, the more worldly you are, the easier it is that you can connect the easier you can enchant people. Enchantment is a book I'm reading right now. Okay, and enchantment is a book I'm reading right now, which brings me to number four, right? Five. 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 Yeah, because three was those two worldly sports. Five now. Okay, brings me to number five. Become a student. Become a student. Never stop learning. So this is the loan officer podcast. A lot of our listeners are loan officers. So when you're a loan officer, you're doing more than just helping someone apply for and become approved for a home loan. You're also being an advisor and a consultant. You're giving them advice. But if you don't understand 
personal finance and budgeting on the most basic of levels, you can't really do your job at the highest level, right? If, if I'm running a business and I'm not reading books on leadership, if I'm not reading books that pertain to my industry, then am I really going to be successful? Or I should say, are my odds of success going to be greater or less than the person who is a student? So be a student. Be a student to what you do. That was number five. Correct. Now number six. Now number six. On the same lines of be a student, watch some TV shows. Okay. Right? Take pleasure and combine it with career. So pleasure for me and many other people is watching television. If you're a younger generation, it's probably watching YouTube. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, you can check us out on YouTube. We are on both formats. But I like to watch TV. It's how I unwind. By about 8, 30, 9 o'clock, the kids finally go upstairs. The homework is done. Dinner is done. Dishes are, are clean. I get to take a deep breath because I've been on the go since about 6 or 6.30 in the morning. And I kind of want to veg out. Well, here's two TV shows. If you're running a business that you should be watching, and they're not new, by the way. They're not new, so there are episodes upon episodes, and they're on demand, and they may even be on their second or their third cable channel because you know certain cable shows do that, right? Um, Shark Tank and The Prophet. The Prophet with Marcus Lemonis and Shark Tank with Mark Cuban and um, uh, – yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, Barbara Kokorian, I think, is, is one of them. Yes, watch those two shows because they will open your eyes to various business ideas that and concepts that um, either you practice so you actually get to hear it and follow along or they introduce them to you because maybe you're more of a novice in you running your business. But these are now all thoughts, thoughts and concepts that, that you can um, go ahead and, and absorb as your own. What number was that? That was six. Now we're on to seven. Now we're on to seven. And this topic to remind me and to remind you is 10 things that you can do to not suck at business. Correct. Okay. Um, quit trying to be the freaking Wizard of Oz. Stop trying to be the man behind the curtain. Correct. Try, stop trying to be the man behind the curtain. Let other people in. Right? So letting other people in is also not hiding from your intentions. Right? What is your, your intention, whether you're a nonprofit or you're a for-profit organization? We all have our ulterior motives, right? Like we come to work to make money. We come to work so that we can provide a service that people appreciate, that people need. And in return, we make money for both the company as well as ourselves. So don't hide from, from that, but also don't be afraid to show as long as it's not like your secret recipe or, you know, exactly how you program that particular app or whatever it is, like the secret sauce that you have. If it's something that's pricing related, don't be afraid to show your consumer, your client, your pricing, right? Don't hide from the fact that, hi, my name is Dustin Owen. I work for Waterstone Mortgage and I want to... Tailor make a mortgage for you. Make sure you have the best experience. Your offer gets accepted over other offers. And oh, hey, by the way, Waterstone Mortgage and Dustin Owen both look to profit. 
from helping you. Is that okay? Right? Like think about how you could spin that into your, into, to any other. Yeah, to put it in your brand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that. So as a loan officer, most of us, like 99% of every loan that's being priced out anymore is done electronically through what's called a pricing engine. It's done on a computer. Okay. I'm not afraid as a loan officer to show my clients my pricing. Because guess what? As a loan officer, I don't get paid any more or any less, whether their rate is 2% or 3% or 4%. So why shouldn't I show them, hey, this is how I'm coming up with the interest rate quote of three and a half. This is why when I tell you I can take you to three and a quarter, it's going to cost you an extra $3,000 in closing costs, right? If I'm a manufacturer, can, can I show them this is my cost? So when I sell it to you for, which is X, when I sell it to you for Y, this is my profit. My profit is what allows me to employ my staff of 12, as well as put food on the family for, or food on, food on, food on, food on, did I say food on the family? Food on the table for my family. And this is also what's going to allow me to hopefully retire at some point and possibly even help my children uh, pursue a secondary education like going to college. Right. right? Like, like. You get rid of that gray area because the consumer just, if you don't know, their mind can go anywhere. Where's this money going? What use for? Am I getting ripped off? Is it good value? And they just, you know, second guess themselves. 100%. That's, um, so that just reminded me, don't let people think for themselves. Is that don't. the next one? Let's make it that. Okay. Let's make it that. Do not let someone think for themselves, especially when you're the subject matter expert. Okay. Do allow them to make choices, right? Every one of our clients should be given a choice, right? Mr. or Mrs. Borrower, would you like a how or would you like a loan where your closing costs are five grand or eight grand? Would you like a loan where your payment is fifteen dollars more a month or fifteen dollars less a month? Right. You can give options all day long and let them make decisions based on the options that are provided. But the minute you let them start start thinking for themselves, you also allow them to start thinking in the wrong direction, thinking negative thoughts, um, thinking incorrectly just because they don't know. They're, they're coming to us because we're the subject matter expert. So we need to allow them to do some to, to do to do some um, decision making, but but not necessarily the thinking. Where was I going with this? What did you say to make me go on this tangent? No, it's just when consumer doesn't know. Like if the consumer's left in the dark in the gray areas and they don't know if this is a good value, am I getting ripped off? Where's my money going? Should I go somewhere else? That was the whole Wizard of Oz. Yep, show them the man behind the curtain. Because the minute, the, the the minute you try to, you try to almost hide something, you lack and lose trust, or you lose the ability to to gain and earn trust. So immediately, as quick as you can, and as professional as you can, yeah, show your hand. Don't hide from your arterial motives. And that's where I was going with the don't let them think for themselves because you have to assume, and you know what happens when you assume, you have to assume that the person is going to be thinking of everything in a negative light, almost in the someone's out to get me, right? Which you're not, right? You're out to make money. You're, you're out to provide a service. If I'm out, if someone is upfront with what you're saying right now, and regardless of the price, even though it might be a little bit more expensive, um, I'm, I would say I'm, uh, I'm at liberty to kind of listen to them more and be more apt to do business with them regardless of the price because they were more open uh, from the jump. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that, that's where I was getting with that one. Um, it's yeah. number nine. We're on 
nine now. Don't ask me to repeat them back in order, but we're in nine now. I had a cheat sheet somewhere. Okay. Like I had like a little like like three by three yeah. post-it note. Yeah. Um, and I was afraid the post-it note might have the Rona on it, so I threw it away. Then I went and disinfected my hands really quickly, and now I don't have my cheat sheet. Um, well, I'll tell you this one. It's a personal one. Okay. Get the frick off of texting and email. Get the frick off? Get the frick off. Okay. Get the frick off. Think about this. Okay. If I walked past you and all you got was my middle finger mm-hmm. and nothing else, what are, you, what are your initial thoughts? Uh, something's wrong with you. I should probably keep my head down. A lot of things. A lot of things. None of them are good. Yeah. If I walked past you, I smiled and said, hey, John, how you doing today? And I flicked you off like I just did. Yeah. Okay. What are you feeling now? E- crazy. Yeah. Equally as crazy. But uh, a little less weirded out, but equally as weirded out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For me. For, for, for you, yeah. for most people, if I just flicked you off, that is very intimidating and you're not happy with me. Yeah. If I walked past you and flicked you off and I smiled, I'm like, hey, John, how you doing today? You chuckled, by the way, yeah. but, but it's, you got to hear my tone, yeah. right? You, you got to um, see my facial expression, okay? When you rely on text messages and emails, assume that everyone's reading this as if you're the biggest dick, you're being an asshole, and they don't like you, right? So if we're trying to build trust, enchant people, get them to buy into us and our brand, we're trying to be successful business operators. We need to do as much as we can where they can at least get multiple forms of communication, meaning they can hear me, they can feel me, they can see me, but if it's just in text, they only know the words. At least in voice, it's the words, it's the inflections, it's the pauses. They, they can hear when I laugh. They, they can hear if my tone. Today's day and age, man, Zoom everybody at this yeah, point. Yeah, right. Just Zoom them. Yeah. Then, then you can really get a sense of, of, of uh, how to properly interact. Enchantment. And it's the book I'm reading. I know, but you, the way it's, you peppered it in is really seductive, man. That's good. Yeah, I hate being that guy, though, that it's like whatever book you're reading, it's like that's the new thing. Well, that's exactly um, and, and I'll be honest, I don't even know if it's a book that I would recommend. Really? Um, it's one of those I needed to read a book because of the yeah. whole 75 Hard Challenge that, that I, I told you all about. And um, I was going through an old bookshelf, and somewhere over the past five to seven years, Someone either gave me that book or someone told me to buy it and I went and bought it, but never cracked it. Yeah. So I decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to read Enchantment. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm reading it. I, I, so, yes, that, that's where the word came yeah, from. That's, that's seductive. You start using that in your repertoire, you drop that in. Enchant the customer. Enchant the customer. Make them. They'll perk, that'll perk some ears. So yeah. I digress. Um, it's not a terrible read. It's a pretty easy read. Mm-hmm. Um, the concepts are pretty basic and there haven't been that many aha moments or like takeaway moments. Like when I read Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, that to me was aha moments, writing down notes, highlighting, like that was a great book. I would recommend that book to anybody. Enchantment, 
Eh. How I'm, big is the font? I go by how big is the font on the page. Small font, you're going to study. Medium font, ah, easy read. Big font, goosebumps. It's an easy read. The The chapters are 15 to 16 pages. It's only like a 190-page book. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a... It, look, it's it's a pretty easy book to get through. Okay. Um, it's just not life-altering. Gotcha. All right, so we need a, a tenth. Okay, drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. The number ten thing you can do to not suck at business is... I'm going to go to my cheat sheet. Okay. I'm going to go dig in the trash can. <laughs> I'm going to go bring out that corona-infested post-it note. And, um, and I'm going to give you number 10. Oh, look at that. Look, this, this is all real. Look at this real time, ladies and gentlemen. This is all real time. No editing tricks here. There's a post-it note right there. Showing the hand. All right. So, let's see here. Okay. I've talked about the profit in Shark Tank. Correct. I've discussed being worldly. Correct. Um, I have uh, given shout outs to Freakonomics yep, yep, yep. Uh, podcast, by the way, Joe Rogan podcast. Yep, um, I have talked about um, my notes say walk through DTI show OB. Those are uh, industry specific, like for loan officers. When we were talking about the um, Wizard of Oz and showing behind the curtain, show OB optimal blue is the vendor we use to price out mortgage loans. That's just like more showing your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Walk through DTI. Like, I'm a big fan. If I'm doing your loan, and I know part of your qualifications is your debt to income ratio, I want to show you exactly how we came about that number, right? So I will write down what your monthly debts are. I'll write down the income that the underwriter is going to allow us to use based on what Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac states in their guidelines, and then I want to be able to 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 show you on a piece of paper. John, we're going to determine your qualifications based on your debt-to-income ratio, or DTI. So that's where that, that, that note came from. Okay. Um, we talked about pick up the phone, yep. right? We talked about callback. Yes, um, set proper expectations. Uh, no. No? Okay, well, so here's a couple of notes I had. Set proper expectations. Um, I also have tell stories. Um I have some bunch of stuff that I can't even read my own handwriting, but it looks like it says a network with, uh, oh, network with your peers in the industry. Um, I have attend two industry functions annually, like conferences. Okay. Uh, to me, the, the attending the conferences is very much be a student to your craft. Right, but but also the conferences will allow you to network with other folks who do what you do outside of your organization. Some of some of the, the best business we can we can have referred our way is referred to us by our friends at the competition. So there's nothing wrong with being friendly with the same people that you compete against. In fact, I can tell you a thousand different ways why there's everything right about knowing who you compete against. Like actually know them not necessarily like the name of the company, but the people who work there and the people that you, that, that work there, you want to enchant them. There's that word again for you. Um, but, but they will become your friends, but they'll also become some of your best sources of information. And you'll get to understand the actual product or service that you compete about on an intimate level. If you get to know your peers that work for the competition. Um, for my sales professionals in the financial sales industry, again, loan officers, life insurance salespeople, financial advisors, homeowners insurance uh, salespeople, et cetera, part of being a student 
to the financial industries, understanding basic principles of consumer finance, Dave Ramsey and Clark Howard. Dave Ramsey and Clark Howard are two individuals who have their own shows, their own books, their own following, but get to know their teachings, get to know what their students are learning from them so that you too can become a student to the extent that you can point others in their direction or you can regurgitate some of the stuff that you learned to others. And I'm never saying to pass it off as your own, but at least know it. Swipe and adapt. Swipe and adapt. You should at least know what's being taught so you can speak about it at a higher level than the client or the, or the um, person that you're conducting business with. So of those that I just rattled off, setting proper expectations, look, that's pretty self-explanatory, right? Do what you say and do it in under the time limit that you told someone you needed to get it done. That's it. It is that simple. Setting proper expectations is that simple. Overpromise, underdeliver. All day. Overpromise, underdeliver, not all day. Underpromise, <laughs> I tricked you, didn't I? Underpromise and overdeliver. Yeah. Right? That's it. Underpromise, overdeliver. That's a little bit more than uh, more than ten. Ish. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, these are ten principles that you can follow. And if you can master all 10, I promise you, you won't suck at business. People love not sucking. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes this episode of the Loan Officer Podcast. With me, your host, John Coleman. And me, his sidekick, the DO. Deuces. Deuces.